show started. Our, our guest is in the waiting room. It's the uh, R84 show live here, episode 207. Of course, out of the mail to the left of me, we have a uh, guest comedian tonight, uh, Anthony DeVito. Did, did I just make that up? That's, that's right, I guess, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Sorry, though. How was the rest of your day, by the way? Yeah, Anthony DeVito. Why did I think that was wrong? Uh, it was easy. I, I left at 4. Nice I, think, I think it would be. There's nothing. Tomorrow's going to be even worse. There was zero inside there on a, on a thing when I left, so. I was the last one in the office. Not that there was many of us in there today, because we had COVID scare 2021. Because every Christmas time, we need a COVID scare in the office. Last year was one of our bosses. This year was one of our coworkers. Yeah. And uh, we all got scared. Well, I mean, not get scared, but we just precautionary purposes. Yeah, some other older people. Yeah. Just being responsible. Let's make everyone else. else happy, you know. Yeah. But um, what are we gonna do? I got. I was able to score in-home kit, which I've been reading, and it's like actually those things are more likely to be false positives than negatives. So it's actually pretty good. So they hardly yeah. ever, they hardly ever go the other way. And if they do, it, it looked it was like like a pregnancy test. It either comes pink, pink means you have COVID, which is weird, and blue means you're good. And if you see pink and blue, that means you're yeah. fucked up. Well, as I said to you the other day, I was like, I was shocked you got one. You should have played the lottery. I mean, it's almost At like all. trying to get a Furby during the 1998 holiday season. Like, You're right. It's almost impossible. When I went to uh, lunch today, I stopped at a, I went to, I didn't even make it into Walgreens. They already had a big sign on the door saying we're out of tests. And then I I wasn't talking anyways. I had to do some shopping and I, um, they didn't have any in there either. So. I would advise people out there, if you do come across them, I know stores are putting limits on how many you can buy at this point. I think you only can they buy should. two. Yeah. Um, just get one. Keep it in your house because you never know. Because it's, it's better like <coughs> to have it in your house yeah. like just in case like a situation happened with us yesterday. Then you can just uh, go I home. I do and... have a feeling this is going to be the one for me. I just have a feeling. You think you think you got it? I, I do. I, I, not because I feel sick or anything. The, the lymph yeah. node thing yeah. in my arm is a little weird. And plus, it's right before Christmas. Like, that Say would just Christmas be... gift. You get the COVID. You get to spend like, two weeks in isolation. It would just be the, the luck of, yeah. of it all. You know what I mean? You should find uh, out tomorrow. You can only dodge it so many times. Right. We're all inevitably going to get it. So, I mean, maybe it's just my time. Maybe we already had it. Who knows? I still, think I, had, I still think I had it. I still think I had it too. We were so irresponsible when the real outbreak happened, dude. You remember you and me are taking the ferry. Did we really people on it? Going to drinks in the city. No, but I, I I think I had it way before then. I think I had it before yeah. everyone thought it would be well, before it was a thing. Only because I was oh. sick as a dog that January. Like crazy sick. That could be it, yeah. But before the outbreak happened. That doesn't right. mean it still wasn't here. True. Yeah. No, and you know the fact that and I'm in a high where I work during the nights, high you know, a lot of traffic of people from other places coming in. And if I did, great. Which would explain why it's very tough to get it twice. Wow, I've been in such close calls with people, and I haven't been able to get it. I've been trying to get it so bad, I just oh, can't you, get you're it. vaccinated. Well, beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before, like, yeah. it's, it just seems like, you know. But um, I was I was pretty irresponsible. So, I, I I mean, I would wear a mask. You know how I was. I, like, you we need to wear a mask when not. I'm not going to wear one. And, you know, I you mean, now that's being around Boston. It's not you being be really. Frolic. Yeah, but that's not really know, being irresponsible. This is using logic because you didn't yeah, need to wear. There was no reason. The street, no, but there was not. no reason for me to wear a mask on a fucking boat with only two people on it. 
I agree. You but know what I mean? Be, you and me would uh, not really want everybody. I, I always thought it was stupid. You're along with me on this and wearing one on the sidewalks because we're outside. There's nobody near us. And it's it's like throwing sand at a chain link fence anyway. Like, yeah. There's really no. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm watching. Uh, I get the news on. I get the TVs going on here. And uh, Boston is all over the news for our uh, communist communist mayor of Boston. Joining uh, joining the likes of San Francisco, New York, and Chicago of making it so it's impossible to go anywhere without uh, showing your papers. Well, she's so, trying to copy New York. That's exactly she's what she's doing. This Man. broad is broad so annoying. She's not even from Boston. This is the first mayor of Boston who's never even was wasn't born or raised here. She moved here when she went to college. She's from fucking Chicago, which would explain exactly why her uh, pol- policies are the way they are. I don't know. Now the person she ran against, though, what was wrong with that person? Her f- husband was a developer. And God forbid you're a developer in Boston. That's basically the only thing uh, she had going against it. I don't know. You know, you know, what, know what they needed? An Italian or an Irish guy running for mayor. Because that usually wins the case in Boston. I mean, it's really hard to shoot that down. I, and how did no guy want to run? Does no one want the job? Or do they know this is just going to be such a shit show mayor... Uh, of the city that they're just going to be able to slide in next election with no problem at all. I mean, that could but be it too. I, I wouldn't say she's sliding it towards a communist government. It's more like what Canada told, told, I can't even pronounce the word, totalitarianism. I mean, what's the difference between communism? Uh, honestly, I think the difference is total, total, I can't Yeah, I know exactly what you said. Yeah. Total, totalitarianism. They make it so hot. You don't even want to, you don't even want it. It's almost like communism, but a little bit more nice. Yeah. Just with a smile. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, yeah, it's like everything's friendly in Canada. Even our communist uh, national party, you know what I mean? You know, show us your papers. Yeah. It was funny when I went to the garden the other day, and you had a, you had a first of all, they, they, they did a half-assed job checking. Well, that goes away now, because we figured we had it in, like, all right, we, this is not such a big deal to go to a game, you just show your papers. And uh, I felt like they split us up in lines, people who were... Uh, had the vaccination thing on their phone and people who had to go for the test and everything and you'd like they split you and it felt like Nazi Germany where like you go this way and you go this way I'm gonna go on this train you're gonna go on that train we had to go up different stairwells it was but then you all just meet up in the middle it yeah. makes no sense at all it was it's such a show thing it has no it did nothing you know and as soon as you walk yeah. to the door you scan your ticket the masks are off you're not gonna contain seventeen thousand people. You know what I mean? Well, if a guy had a sign on an index card, right, that was about the size of my phone, and yeah. he was in, like, the second row, and it said, please wear your mask, but the font was so small, and yeah, was everyone was like, what the fuck does that guy have? And I go, I go, I know that sign says, please wear a mask, and the only reason I know that is because last season when they had, like, the, the you know, the half people in there, or the quarter, you know, capacity, I remember seeing the guy pulling it out of his pocket, hey, I'll wear a mask. Like, Bro. I like how the mayor said, though, that uh, the Boston, that professional athletes are exempt from having to have the passport to go to places. So, therefore, if you're a professional athlete, well, most of the basketball players aren't vaccinated. So, if you're, like, you're coming in from a different city, you can go out to dinner and stuff, and you don't have to worry about anything. You can go and play in the arena. You can go to a brothel. Now, does that include strip clubs? Because it says restaurants. Hmm. Well, I mean, if a strip club serves food, probably. Yeah. Most of them don't. Who's eating at a strip club? Unless you're desperate. Unless you're an Asian guy in Jacksonville. Chicken wings. <laughs> a dirty strip club. That's some cr- Remember we almost died in the Uber to that strip club, too? 
Oh, licking your fingers. How many dirty surfaces? Talk about if you. God, those <laughs> those guys, their immunity must be phenomenal after that place. I'm telling you. I don't know why that schemes me out more than any stripper I could ever imagine in my it's life. Dirty. Gross. Like, it's gross. Licking your fingers after eating wings at a strip club is dirtier than having sex with one of those strippers at the strip club, I think. You know what I mean? Because it's like the mouth is such an intimate thing. Like, yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you wouldn't go down on a, on a hooker or a stripper, right? Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. But maybe it finger bang one in the back room. Maybe. Maybe you pay her to finger. <laughs> you 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 give her you give her money to do stuff to her. Like it's it's not it's not like she's doing stuff. You're paying her to do stuff to her. We may yeah. or may not know someone who did this. Yeah, well, we we may or may not. Get in there. Get in there. Kid disappeared for like like 45 minutes. We were we managed to blow through a whole pack of Marlboro Reds by the time he got back. Chain that smoking. Actually, uh, that was the last time I ever had a cigarette too. It was, uh, yeah, probably last. I had a cigar yeah. since then, but that was the last time I had a cigarette. Yep, <laughs> I would, I would say, yeah, I would say as as well as myself. It looks, I hadn't been in Vegas anytime after that, so usually it's a Vegas thing for me. Usually I get a pack of Marlboro Reds and I chain smoke only because you, you know, a lot of those casinos you're not allowed to smoke the guys because mm. of the smoke. So I just like. <sighs> I like burn through a cigarette in about five seconds. Like I'm not, oh, I'm not even inhaling. I'm just getting mouth cancer. It's great, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's been our week. We we uh, hopefully we'll find out Mallet's results in the morning. We'll see if he's. I'm like a day behind. Like today's Wednesday, but for some reason I thought it was Thursday. Like all day, all week I've been a day off. Maybe because we have off Friday. Yeah, so it's the like... short week I think. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. it's just a shit week. The week before Christmas is a garbage week for any company. Even the week after Christmas is garbage. People don't. People go away. Like it's a great time to go away because the kids are out of school, and uh, if you're going away, you, you you'd leave like tomorrow, and you just spend like the week and a half into the New Year's into the uh, you know, and then you fly home on Sunday. Which uh, we we might spend Christmas in Tennessee next year because it's uh, you go down there, you know, you leave, take the week off, enjoy yourself, relax, a little bit warmer. You know, but um, that's the kind of thing you got to do before the kids get too big, you know? Because when they get too yeah. big, then they want the whole fucking Christmas shenanigans and all that stuff. So I got to go to food, got to go food shopping tomorrow for the Christmas Eve. And uh, I'm highly, uh, hopefully everything, there's a lot of empty shelves in the grocery stores. I don't know if the last time you've been to a grocery store, but shit is running sparse. Sparse, sparse. Sparse, sparse, yeah. Fucking uh, Target had nothing in there today either. It's uh, it's all on a crater, afraid of ship out there in the fucking uh, Pacific Ocean, waiting to come in. It's a good thing you, you you know imagine the stress you'd be having right now if you were of your old company, like those fucking calendars just sitting on the boats. That's true. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that. I I don't even care to entertain the idea. Right? Because like you figure a calendar company makes all their money in December and late November, right? Well, it wasn't a calendar company. That's just no. I'm saying like the calendars. Yeah, they make all that. You get you you people will pay full price for a calendar in November and December, right? Come January, once you start losing days on that calendar, that calendar becomes less valuable. And then then immediately after Christmas, like a couple weeks later, it's in that like. They're all clearance. The calendar store goes out of business in the mall every year. You know what I mean? So, how sad was the Square One Mall, huh? Uh, dude, that line was no freaking joke, though. I will yeah. say that. Like that was. I'm I sure didn't see it was. Any other side of it. 
I'm sure it was double the size it was when Sue went last week because it's just getting closer and closer. Um, where did you how, like? I seen you wrapped around the building for the most part. Just around like from where the you know that backside where yeah. like the Sears. Uh, it, where the lot extends. It's not part of the Sears main park. Yeah, it's the it's, secondary it's the, part. The back right? part where that extends. Right. Like starting there and then going down around that bend, like kind of almost where the corner of Dicks. I'll say oh, at the corner of Dicks okay. is where I was. And then it's just that one bend that goes right in. But then it, and then once you get into the other park, they just like split you off. How many people? How many uh, stations do they have going? Two. That's it. Two. Oof. Yeah, no wonder it took so long. And today was the last day for that station, right? They getting rid of that one. Yeah. Or? Well, until like the New Year, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Until the National Guard comes in. Yeah. I'm watching a guy right now. I'm watching like footage of New York City right now of like um this process of getting into restaurants and like the people who are actually following it to the T it seems very very <coughs> seems terrible to be able to, to to go somewhere into a restaurant like it makes you not even want to go out and is that oh, the reason they want it to make you not want to go out because it's such a pain in the ass yeah like you gotta fill paper remember when we had to go to a fucking put our phone number and shit in there and they found out a contact tracing doesn't even work yeah it's a stupid. fucking joke you know, because like if you had COVID, say you had COVID and we went out to eat, right? Like most people aren't going to call a restaurant and be like, hey, listen, I was there last night. And I got the COVID. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. I mean, they must have like something set up to actually respond to all of that. But I wonder, I mean, someone must do that. You know, there's a Karen somewhere that did that. Yeah. yeah. Went to, you know, I took a COVID test today and I found that I was pregnant with twins. How does that happen? I don't know. And is, did they, uh, did they do the swab in your asshole? At the Square One Mall. Yeah, get out of your car, sir. Hands on the hood. Yeah. I think <laughs> they have, they, they actually have anal swabs. I think they're like in China or something like that. You, I mean, I would Providence think that's town. probably more accurate than anything. You think it's so? Gonna be in your wa- it's going to be in your waist. Everything's in your waist. That's true. I didn't think there that, are yeah. certain world leaders that actually have a guy that personally disposes their own feces because they're afraid someone will steal it to see an enemy will steal their feces to mm. see if there's anything wrong with them to use against them. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, I was watching this documentary on YouTube yesterday about these. Uh, it was actually two videos. It was they led into each other, but they were about people who paid money to go stay in. I guess you can go to North Korea if you want. Um, yeah. You pay money, and there's this crew, there's this tour guide that takes you around, and you're not allowed to leave the hotel without the tour guide. Once you're in the hotel, yep. you're like jailed, and like the tour guide will take you to specific places, like the museums, and they'll like they'll. It's all like very orchestrated how it's done. But it's doable yes. if you really want to go. Um, I think it was about five thousand euros because it was a it was a European show. Um, and this lady went with her friend because her father was from North Korea and he had escaped and she wanted to go check it out and all this stuff. And uh, then the other one was like these two kids who were like from uh, France that went and did it. And um, it was it's very it's, it's very Truman Showish. You know, like, I think I would well, do it. Like, if I didn't have a family and stuff, I'd probably go like if I was like adventurous just to check it out. Right. It was funny. though. They, they, they could decide they just don't like the way you looked at them and put you in a fucking prison. I don't even want to be, try to be cool. Well, when they so they went over there and one of the ladies was asking, which was questioning questions in the history at the museum. Like they had some story about like this is what happened. And it's like all anti U.S. stuff and everything like that. And a uh, lady was like, well, what year did that happen? And the guy goes, between 1950 and 1955, but it, it was an event that would have happened in 1957, and it was clearly 
incorrect what they were talking about and like and the, then all of a sudden they took him aside for two and a half hours and like questioned him because they they pretty much think anyone who's not not North Korean is a spy for the yeah, most part. Terrorist. Or yeah. Something, yeah. And that's when I found out that Kim Kwan Jin, whatever his name is, loves uh Un. Un, loves Italian food. And he, he had sent a guy over to Italy to learn how to cook Italian so he could personally have his personal Italian cook. And then he just said, well, he had a cook from Italy, and then he must have escaped. And then they, they trained a, a Korean cook to cook Italian food, which is very odd. It, it wasn't didn't look very appetizing. It didn't look very, like, authentic Italian. But. Well, uh, speaking of North Korea, um, I, I'm, so the suicide rate's probably going to go up in the next couple of days. They just banned laughing and drinking for 11 days. Why? Uh, for the anniversary of his father's death. Laughing and drinking, huh? For 11 days. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that's 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 a tough pill to swallow. And you know what we should do? Take all the pain-in-the-ass woke people. Yeah. Put them on a, we should send them there. Yeah, we send them to North <laughs> Korea. And speaking of Italians, here's our man hey, of the hour right here. Anthony DeVito. Anthony us. DeVito, what's going on? What's up, brother, how you doing? Adam, Artie, how you doing? What's up, man? No, how you doing? You look so relaxed. Dude. Yeah, like I'm you jealous. I'm chilling, man. I'm just watching Hawkeye, just relaxing. Beautiful. Where are you uh, joining us from tonight? Oh, I'm in uh, Pakistan. Good. I'm in the mountains of Pakistan. <laughs> it's very comfortable for him. The Queen said it. Yeah, the Queen City was Pakistan. You didn't know that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. They also they call uh, Charlotte and Burlington the Queen City, but here in Pakistan, we also call ourselves the Queen City. And I'm trying to do a lot for the tourism of Pakistan. It's not what everybody thinks. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of nice gray couches and fluffy pillows as well. So don't believe the hype and think that it's all warfare. A lot of Pakistan looks just like a cozy living room in Queens, New York. Yeah. I like <laughs> the. I, it makes sense. You're growing a beard. You're trying to fit in. You're trying to be like part of the people, right? It's like. Yeah, I'm doing my best, man. I, I'm, I'm just trying to learn from them, and they're learning from me, and we have this. Uh, we just have this great circle of education going. Right. And that's what we need more of in this world. Because you know what? I don't think enough people know how it is to live in a Pakistani apartment. No, man. That's, yeah. I'm really just trying to be an ambassador for America. <laughs> Good for Not you. People know. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to bring our culture over here. Yeah. Uh, I've handed out Kid Rock. Um, albums to everybody that I see, and uh, we're just trying to spread the good word. Now, was that quote behind you knitted by a local Pakistani woman on the streets? Would you say, say the, that again? The, Sorry, the, the reception the, here is bad. The, the quilt behind you, was that knitted by a, uh, a, a native Pakistani woman on the streets? Yeah, this is a local shepherd did this. That's nice. She does great work. Goat, goat, um, goat threads. Her, her name is Ayanita, and uh, I'll give you her, uh, she has a Facebook, so I'll give you, I, I can give you her Facebook after this. Good, maybe I can locate her Etsy, because I need some gifts for the holiday season. Oh, she's got a wonderful Etsy going. She's got great stuff, man. She's got a lot of these quilts. She's got a lot of, like, leather bags that you could squirt water from and uh <laughs> she does uh, she also does socks as well so that that's uh, another thing she does socks everyone needs socks everyone needs socks right. she knows that yeah um, absolutely fucking hey well thanks for so joining us you guys, man? what are you guys doing you know we're, you know it's what's it seven it's an eight thirty here in in boston uh so it's gonna be what oh god it's gonna be like crack a fucking dawn over there for you right crack a dawn here <laughs> man. it's just me and the roosters <laughs> I feel like an episode of Borat. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly, it's mainly Borat sequels and spinoffs that are being filmed around me. Now, Anthony, how's the comedy scene in Pakistan? Have you been getting out to many of the clubs? Not great, man. I'll tell you this, man. They don't let you say a lot. Yeah, I'm you know, sure, yeah. 
people here people here complain you know that they can't say anything in this cancel culture times of ours but down here in pakistan man you gotta read off they they write you your set and you have to read it good and um it's it's uh i'll say man it's not great that's funny because we were just talking about north korea right before we you joined us and um yeah. I was watching this documentary on these uh, these people that went over there. You can actually pay to go to North Korea if you want to. But oh, it, cool. But, yeah, the, but they, they cater your trip to precisely what they want you to see kind of thing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'd, love, I'd, love to, I'd love to see what um, Kim Jong-un does as a, as a travel back. <laughs> oh, God. I'd like to see what he thinks is a vacation. You're right. <laughs> Well, Adam just said that they uh, you're not allowed to laugh or uh, drink alcohol in North Korea for the next 11 days, which would yeah, be really yeah. tough so, for the comedy clubs, I think, over there. I'd imagine the suicide rate's going to go up pretty high if they can't laugh or drink for, them for 11 days. For There's nothing to do yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're allowed to do in North Korea outside of that. Yeah. I was always under the impression they weren't allowed to laugh or drink, so none of this is really news to me. I, know, right? I, I thought so, too. There. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they have much going on over there for uh, entertainment purposes. Like, imagine being a stand-up, no, you know, a stand-up in North well, Korea. Of, <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm I'm here in Pakistan as a diplomatic mission, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really consider myself somebody who knows a lot about the world outside of this trip. Um, I, you know, my 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 look see of North Korea is it's not a lot of fun over there. Yeah. Did you yeah, win this trip no. to Pakistan? Like, the Price is Right? Did you get like the showcase at the end of the game? No, I actually. <laughs> I won a I won a local radio contest and uh, they were offering a trip. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, radio contests have gone downhill over the years. They yeah. used to give you, you know, like a nice SUV or something, or tickets to see Phil Collins. Right. But, yeah, things have taken a turn. Now they offer a ticket for one to Pakistan. I couldn't even bring my girlfriend. These uh, bastards. That sucks. There was these there was these two ladies at the bar last night when I was working who were going they just got divorced they were freshly divorced and they're like late uh-huh. fo- late forties early fifties and they're going to Temptation sure. Island in the Caribbean um, where they have themed sexual nights where they just dress in different theme stuff and they just find you know single guys to bang which I would assume that Pakistan probably doesn't have quite the uh, the uh, that up right <laughs> the stuff going on. No, no, no. We don't have. There's nothing like that. They the women aren't allowed out at night. Yeah, that's. I think that's actually probably the truth, um, but um, yeah, no, they can only they can only come out during the day and, and shop for fruit, and then yeah. they have to go back home. So, Adam, I think it was Temptation Resort. It wasn't it wasn't in uh, Bahamas. I'm sorry, it was in it was in Cancun. Temptation Resort, it Cancun. Can't be. Yeah, oh, resort. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Temptation Island that was a TV series. Yeah, so, no, yeah. But it was it's kind of the same idea. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for it. Temptation Resort. Yeah, they were showing oh, some pictures. They, they the girls. Oh, so it was like a. It's like a swingers island. Well, that's what I said to the ladies, and they didn't yeah. know what that was. And, that, and me and this pilot guy who was also sitting by had explained to him what a swinger was and how this works. And I go, well, you guys are probably supposed to bring someone with you because that's how oh. kind of how the swingers thing work. You can't just yeah. show up and expect to, to swing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure within the swinger community, you can't just show up and d- decide you want to fuck everybody. It's, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes you may be welcomed, and sometimes an overweight guy will be getting in there and looking for a condom and telling you to get in there. And then sometimes, (laughs) right. Cause I think the whole idea, I mean, I don't know. I've never done it. I'm not, you know, obviously knocking anybody. Um, but, uh, 
I think the whole idea is that like there's some kind of reciprocal action. You know what I mean? Like you would think, hey, right? I get yeah. to have sex with your wife. Your uh, you get to have sex with mine. I don't think you just walk in there and just be like, I want to bang your wife. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd and be... I'm gonna eat your chicken fingers. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's specifically actually for that, but I'm def- there's definitely some shit goes on here. Where yeah. I'm sure you could find. That. So the theme like, nights I- they were telling me about. So one theme is the naughty yep. Santa night where they dress in sexy Santa outfits. Um, okay. Another one was a glitter night. First where- of all, already sexy. You don't got to do a right. goddamn thing. Well, they were showing. Claus is looking good. Right. <laughs> I mean. Gastronomic ecstasy. Well, I don't know what that is. What's that? That's some kind of food-related uh, yes, uh, yes, orgasm. Yes, strawberry stuff. I see oh, wow. Uh, topless optional areas and signature playground. Mm. Signature playground. You know what that so, is, Adam. Signature playground. I, I gotta I'm say, sure it's it nice. It looks like a great place. Hey, listen. I'm sure it's nicer than an old auto, auto body shop in a uh, suburb of Atlanta on a dead-end street. Hey, some people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying I've been to something like that before, but <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Don't knock those orgies that happen in uh, an an auto body shop. <laughs> some of my best orgies. <laughs> it's a lot of shop objects you got to be aware of. You know what I mean? You can get yourself hurt. But I was me and my wife were looking for a house uh, a couple of years ago. We walked into this open house, and they had these these people didn't think they should take down their sex swing in their master bedroom. Maybe they thought that was a selling point, but there was there was a sex swing just hanging there next to the bed. I'm like, oh, look at that, honey. This is this is either this break or make the sale. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to be like, great. Now we have to sell a sex swing. I don't even know yeah. how you go about doing that. Like, is this thing screwed into a stud? Because I don't want to, get, want to put too much weight on this thing and it rips out of the yeah, sails. That thing get ripped down pretty easily. <laughs> so Anthony, before you made it to Pakistan, are you from uh, are you from New York? I'm from uh, North Jersey, so I'm from okay. like, super close to Manhattan. Gotcha. I'm from uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey, Essex County. Essex County, nice. That's right off. Uh, right, no, yeah, no, I know Essex County. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Are you guys? You guys are both from Boston, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. These days, yeah. we used to shit on Jersey a lot, but you know, the state of the world these days, Jersey actually doesn't seem like a bad place to be if you have to be close to New no, York. Oh man, Jersey gets a horrible rap. Mm. Jersey's a beautiful place. At one point, it was the embroidery capital of the world. Great tomatoes, excellent beaches. Yeah, selling it. Uh, no, Jersey <laughs> is so nice, and people are always so pleasant. Like people are like, it's just expecting to find some complete wasteland. Yeah. And they get to New Jersey and they're like, I didn't know you guys had trees. Right. And you're like, yeah, man, what do you think? They're like, you guys have hospitals? Wow. <laughs> I thought it was just all pizza places and fighting. And it's like a lot of it is. But we do have hospitals as well. Uh, I will say the Jersey Turnpike kind of has its own smell. Just the north yeah. pot, though. Like the first, like, yeah. you know, 10, egg, you know, exactly 10 miles up there. There's a small... Small stretch of the Jersey Turnpike, which smells like industrial waste. Yes. But the rest <laughs> of the state is fine, man. Yeah, I know, I know. It's not, not like going to a Giants game and smelling burned crude oil over the, the horizon. <laughs> oh, gets yeah, man, gets you gets you ready to gets you ready for the game, man. Not all the, it's like all the pollutants on one side, one quarter of the state. No, I was shocked when I was a kid. I went down to uh, Six Flags down in there, and uh, it was a Cherry Jackson. Hill, Jackson, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, it was all farms. I was like, "What the fuck are we?" Yep. And like, it's Jersey. Yeah, like, it has farms. It blew my mind. Tons of farms. Tons of corn. Tons of tomatoes. Come on down, man. I'll give you a tomato. <laughs> Jerry, Great yeah. corn. Are you? Um, I love you. But you're, so, you, are you? When you're not living in Pakistan, are you, are you in New York 
for the time or you you permanently yeah, I would, yeah. Uh, usually uh you know if i wasn't hired obviously by the government to yeah. go on this peacekeeping mission i uh i usually live in a uh, queens new york and if you go to my website apparently uh my address is on there that's so good if you want to over, and i don't know how to fix it and i've been told by multiple people that they go they, they, they messaged me and they said you know that the, one of the links on your website is i believe your home address and i go yeah well i don't know about that after this show you're either gonna get hate mail or uh anonymous love letters so it's either gonna go for yourself yeah man whatever man just show up i'm open to both I'm glad in fact, allow me to win you over if yeah. you hate me right now, give me a chance. Just hope you don't start getting like audio equipment left at your doorstep. Man, I would love it if someone would leave audio equipment at my doorstep. I'll any wire you want to bring over to me, I'll, I'll enjoy. It. There you go. That happened to me actually, and I threw it into the fucking dumpster because I was being <laughs> stalked at the time. That was a long time ago. I had just like a surround sound stereo system delivered to my doorstep. It was used. And it said, like, I thought you might need this. If not, just pass it along. And I'm like, there's fucking probably an explosive in this. So it hit camera, something, and I just fucking threw it out. It was fucked up. Wow. But so where did, you, where, did you, you, where did you throw it? Where did you put it? In the river? <laughs> in the fucking tree. Yeah, in the fucking Yeah, where, where we put our bodies oh. up here in um, Boston. Similar to what you guys do in Jersey. Dump yeah. them in the river. Yeah, we mainly dump them in the river uh, in Jersey. It's easier that um, way. Man, I've never been stocked with audio equipment. That's interesting, though. <laughs> That's weird. But I am glad they have Hawkeye for you to watch over there in Pakistan. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's huh? nice of them to do. It's not the same Hawkeye that you guys know. It's a, it's a totally different show. <laughs> it's not the event. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally it's literally it's literally about uh, it's about a hawk. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's a nature I'd program. I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch that than Jeremy Renner. I just, he's like the worst. He's like the least favorite Avenger out of all of life for me anyway. I freaking hate Hawkeye. Oh yeah, man! I can't speak for Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, but this Hawk is a pretty good actor, I'd say. <laughs> Jerry, Mer- Jerry Renner is one one bro. badass by a fucking bank robber. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I, I can't stand him. He I remember he he had his own app uh, a couple of years ago and they had to discontinue it because so many people were making fun of him for it. And he was calling really? himself Ren Dog and playing his guitar on yeah, it all the time. That's hot. <laughs> I love I love when an actor just you know they go man I can do nothing wrong right and yep. they they try to just be themselves for a second and people are like no man we hate you <laughs> it's, it's like every musician who thinks they could do stand up comedy like when uh, yeah. John Mayer decided he was going to do stand up and he says oh I'm on stage it says I can just do condom and then people are like yeah you're not funny like it's just like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such tough. sweet justice when you see like somebody because um, it happens with like a lot of reality television stars mm-hmm. as well. They'll like they'll be like, oh, I could just do stand up. Right. There's <laughs> nothing more pleasurable than seeing someone bomb on stage. It's it, it's almost as fun. I enjoy seeing my friends bomb when we're doing stand up, just because it's just sure. funny. Because you just see the yeah. panic in their eyes. But it's even funnier and more, I would say, pleasurable to myself when you see someone like you right. said who does like reality, just thinks they can just go up there and tell jokes and they absolutely suck. And it's just like you're just eating a dick right now, and this is great. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Like when I watch it, it goes through a cycle because at first I think it's exactly I have that feeling of like, man, you know, well deserved how right. bad this is. going. But then at some point I see them as a person and I feel bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'll be like, yeah, this is exactly what you deserve. And then after like a few minutes, I'm like, nobody deserves. Yeah, this. it's like <laughs> the heckless. Nothing like seeing someone who's not used to heckling get heckled. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and it's like their own fans. You know right? what I mean? Like they don't even like. Their fans have turned on them. It's like, oh, man, you don't even know. This right. isn't even a neutral crowd that doesn't like you. These people loved you. Yeah, now they hate you. Vehemently dislike you. 
I, I guess the downfall of Jeremy Renner's app, though, was they discovered that the app's alerts made it seem as if users' replies to a comment came from Renner himself. So okay. people are writing replies to other, and it was exploited by a bunch of people, and they just ended up ripping it apart and sh- shredding uh, and like making fun of the them. Idea? What was the inception of the app? Right. What was? What was oh, him just trying to connect with fans and think he was cool and want to show off some of his other skills. Oh, okay. So he designed a whole app. <laughs> well, somebody did. He so just jumped like on board. I don't so, know, man. I kind of love that. It's crazy. So did his yeah. app uh, have his home address on it as well so that you could actually click on it? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. That's where I got the idea from Renner. I saw he did it, and I went, that's a pretty good way to drum up business. If You know what? It, it's one of those things where, like, a chick could just stalk in and you'd be like, ah, all right, just show up at your house. But then, like, if, and, and like, in our minds, we think it's cool if, like, a chick just showed up at a house. Like, oh, but then you think right. about it and you really dissect it and you realize yeah. the reason they showed up is because they're fucking crazy. Because what person just shows up at someone's house that's not invited? Yeah, they're going to want to fuck you and then murder you exactly right, right. afterwards. Exactly. They, they, they want to use your skin as a lampshade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But here's, if, if they do that, they don't realize I'm crazier than them. Exactly. <laughs> You're in here with me. <laughs> yeah, impa- man. I, I left my address so you would show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like the guy on American Cycle. You just like yeah. come into my house and listen to some Huey Lewis in the news. Why I got yeah. you up? <laughs> I don't even have to go there and look for you yeah, and kidnap you. I know. I got my whole tech set up. You got to put the. No, uh, I, you know, I'm like fun crazy, but I don't have the heart. You know. Yeah, you don't have to cut someone up on. Like I watch Dexter. And- yeah, I watched Dexter, and I go, I can never do what he does. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I, I was, uh, we were talking with someone. Recently, there was a body found up here in Massachusetts, which, you know, happens sometimes. And uh, they found it within a day. And I go, well, they didn't, first of all, they didn't dig a hole. And like Joe Pesci says, you know, you're going to make sure you dig the hole first, because next thing you know it, you're out there digging holes all night for people coming around, finding you digging a hole, because you're burying a body. And they, they found this, this poor lady. She was like murdered and they just dumped the body on the side of the road and they didn't even bother digging a hole. Mm. And then we started talking about Dexter and there was this episode of Dexter where down in Florida, what they did was they went to the the, the supermarket and they got hams like, uh, you know, like Easter hams and they wrapped oh. them. They got a bunch of them and tied them to the bodies and then they threw them out into the Everglades for the alligators to eat. And then, then they just yeah. went for the ham and then just ate the body and there was nothing left. And I go, I wonder if that actually really works and how much time has to go by for this to actually, you know, make the body disappear. Yeah. What also a thing to learn that we're like, we're so not delicious that we need to be lured in with ham. Right? You know exactly. To take its medicine, you got to give it cheese. Right. Man, we're so gross tasting. We need a bunch of ham for these goddamn alligators to eat us. It's like when, oh, that makes me so sad. It's like when sharks bite people, they don't like the taste of humans. So they usually bite right. your foot off and then swim away. I, uh... <laughs> I always had a problem with that Pesci comment, though, because I look at it this way. If you dig the hole first mm-hmm. and you leave the hole there for a certain amount of time, what if someone comes by, sees this is empty hole, and then some other time goes by there later? It's like, wait, now that hole is filled. Well, What's I'm thinking more of someone uses your hole with another body, and you're like, fuck, that was my hole to put the body in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure that playful mayhem happens all the time out in the woods between killers. <laughs> hey, I called this hole. Well, you got to mark it. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> You gotta put some kind of symbol on it. You know, like when you golf and you have a little, like, you put your yeah. the quarter of the marker down on the green so you know it's yours. Get, get 
get your own homicidal real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, so are you affiliated with any uh, any any people in the in the mafia at all? Being from North Jersey. Oh yeah, well my dad was in was involved. Oh, okay, oh, um, there you go. But he died when I was a baby. Oh okay, just you get the story. You had an uncle probably raised you and took you under the wings. No, I mean I was raised by all women. I was raised by my mom, my grandma, and four aunts. So I was kind of kept away um, from uh, my father's involvement. That was uh, that was not my side of the family. Oh, is that is that true? Is it? Or you, oh shit! Oh, I was just kind of oh, going yeah. to well, a yeah, stereotypical yeah, Jersey I guess that's comment. Crazy to like say after I said I was like living in Pakistan in the beginning of this. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, man, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I've been doing a show about it uh, in New York and taking on the road a little bit. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, he died when I was a baby, so I, I didn't really know anything. Uh, my mom kind of lived through it, Yo. and I kind of know whatever, you know, like anyone could kind of learn on the Internet just by Googling his name. Um, and, you know, I obviously my mom has told me some stories here and there. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't anything. Oh, damn. That's, that's freaking crazy. That's like yeah, a- it's pretty nuts. You know, those are in the days, because I'm assuming you're probably closer around our age, you know, yeah. so like back in like, you know, yeah, the 70s. Yeah, I'm 22, so I don't know how old you guys are. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's crazy. Huh? Oh, right? Yeah, yeah me too. We're all, we're all hey, the years, right? Yeah, we, you know, we just graduated high school in the, 2000, the late 2000s, yeah. so it was great. I'm in a time machine, actually. I'm back in the year 1995. That's right. He's in a blockbuster video, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is kind of crazy, though, like that, like back in those days. When you compare, like, organized crime to, like, the crime that happens these days, right? At right. least they didn't bother other people. It was kind of like a, I don't know, a respected type of thing that went down. They dealt with their own people. They dealt with their own problems. Don't mess with them. They respected the communities and no one kind of, They weren't like, you know, like, if you look at Chicago, for example, and people just shooting and they're not knowing how to shoot a gun. So you're hitting grandmothers and kids playing in the playground and stuff. And it's yeah. like, that shit would never happen. Like... We had this uh, Miss Mob hit up in Boston uh, back in the '90s, and it was at a '99 restaurant, like a, a family pub. Mm. And uh, this boss that was from Boston was getting visited by someone fell from California, and they knew he was up here. And the guy literally walked into the restaurant in the middle of the afternoon, popped the guy in the head, walked yeah. out, and that was it. And there was nothing else was said and done, and it was taken care of, and it was they didn't bother anyone else. It's you know what I mean. It was kind of done in a way that I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but. Yeah, well, it seems like it's a uh, it's a part of the business of being uh, involved in that kind of thing, where it's like, oh, well, part, you know, it's like, well, this is like, this is just part of it. There's like, there's murder by way of a gun, you right. know, and that's just like, that's just part of like, well, how we operate within this world. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that like they're taking that world outside. I mean, you're not, actually, it's like, it's very, um, it's to your disadvantage to do that because then you're just you're attracting unwanted attention. Right. So you exactly. want to keep it sort of, you want to keep it in like the realm of like, uh, where that's acceptable, mm-hmm. that violence away from like sort of, uh, civilians. Cause then once you get involved in that, that's when the cops sort of have to come in and stop paying like, them off. You know, <laughs> yeah. it definitely depends where the violence is coming from too. Like if you take that, like the mafia back in the day, like they wouldn't kill like, you know, family members. They would go right after the guy. It would be, it was more business, but like take some of these Mexican cartels, They'll That's the whole you, different story. Family. Yeah. Yeah. They'll kill you, your family, mm-hmm. anybody in the vicinity of you that even looks, they don't give a fuck. There's no honor anymore into that. I mean, it's weird to say honor amongst people who are freaking murderers, but still it's, it's different, you know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh-oh. 
It's a long distance phone call. Sorry, the FBI is calling me. Yeah, right. We're being tapped. I say it half jokingly sometimes, but like, you know, kind of mean it. I go, the city of Boston back in the day when you had the the Italian mob in the north end and you had Whitey running the south end part of the South Boston part of town. The, the city was, I wouldn't know if it was necessarily safer, but it was a little more, I don't know. You didn't have stupid crimes and stupid stuff. It almost felt like people kind of knew their place and, like, no one really bothered with anyone. And the police were kind of, you know, maybe they were corrupt a little bit, but at least they weren't, like, busting balls for stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, now you look at times now where the, you need a vaccine, vaccination passport to go to a fucking restaurant. Everyone's, you know, people are fighting on the streets of, you know, New York and all these major cities, Chicago stuff for no reason. And there's no organizations. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like... It wasn't such a bad thing back then when you had organized crime when you compared to the way where things are in this world these days. You know what I mean? In some ways, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, I like I would. Uh, I, I would definitely. I would take that question to my mom and see how. She well, yeah, it's a different story I when mean, someone's. Yeah. Through, exactly, I really don't yeah. know. I'm somewhat ignorant to it, just in the sense that like I was kept pretty. I I really only know the story in terms of like our story. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was purposely shielded from that uh, because of uh, um, what happened to my father mm-hmm. and like uh, the violence and the suffering that ensues when you're like involved in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and we all seem to see movies and stuff and we get an idea of how like the families are affected by it. And yeah, absolutely. Like just being I can only put like you think of Goodfellas and you think of like Karen Hill and the kids like you think of the kids and they have to deal with, you know, the dad being, you know, taken away. It's it's, it's tough. I can imagine. But it's, totally. you know. But yeah, going back to what you're saying, it would be fun though to have like crime bosses in these like high positions in yeah. like in like in like politics. Just put them everywhere to just see what a different world we have if you just you have an Italian guy in a pinstripe suit with a gun right. in a writer room being like, no, that joke stays. Just put <laughs> yeah, them, imagine that. Yeah. The, the, the problem is though, it's like we sit here and we say like, oh yeah, maybe it would have been better, but. Really would have been because how did these people make their money? Sex trafficking, True. drug dealing, yeah, it was all crap shit. Yeah, else, you know what I mean. Right. So it's like you didn't hear about it as much because they would keep it low. And should somebody be able to command all that? Because they're still breaking the law. There's still a bunch of fucked up shit. They might be keeping their block, their little niche safe, mm. but like in the end, they're still spreading bad shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they also they know what they're doing is like they know obviously just by way of the law that it's bad, but also by way of like just like basic human morality. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. To, like think about all that they have to do for people to be like, no, these are good. Like they have to hand out turkeys on Thanksgiving to be like, look, we're good people. Right. Like think about like everything Bill Cosby had to do <laughs> to be like, no, I'm a good guy. Right. <laughs> good guy. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's like like Woody Bulger in South Boston. He used to be like a big community guy. He would go and do the right. same. Like we said, he would buy groceries for people. He would take care yeah. of all the people in the neighborhood and stuff. But he was, you know, killing people and hiding them in basements and stuff like this. Yeah, you, know, man, so, so... you only do that if you know you're doing something horribly right. wrong. Like, man, when, when do you ever give a girl flowers? You know what I mean? Like, you've done something heinous. <laughs> True, exactly. Yeah, it's actually funny if you think about that. Yeah, was the only time you actually did something like the goodness of your heart to help people? Because you usually have these skeletons in your closet, and you try to, you're try you not doing it out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, man, and they have literal skeletons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's what you think about it. Um, 
Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point because I think about every single time I, you know, I'm gonna go donate stuff to society, but I'm like, I just got a hooker last night, so I gotta feel better about that, so I can my morale can <laughs> even off a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Think about yeah, exactly, man. I only I eat a salad after like, man, I'm hammered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the night, before, I'm like absolutely horrible to my body. I'm like, it's time for a vegetable. That's why. And that's that's, it. that's why Catholic priests are so willing and given because of all this shit yeah, they man. do. <laughs> Yeah, man. They know. They know. They're, they know that they're molesting altar boys. So they're just like they're, they're doing anything they can to throw you off the scent. It's like I uh, I diddled little uh, Bobby O'Leary the other day, but hey, here's free bread for the neighborhood. I'm about the goodness right. of my heart. Isn't that great? I made these cookies. That's right. That Bobby's gonna hand out. Don't worry, why he's crying. <laughs> Bobby's ass feels like you spent the weekend in Provincetown, so it's like he'll be walking around. <laughs> Or Bobby O'Leary. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well that's crazy, man. That's that's a so so you show so you talk about the stuff in you, in this little show you do like and you bring it around. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's like a it's like a stand up storytelling one man show. I don't really know what to call it. Yeah. It's stand up. It's just like there are like some real sincere moments because there has to be. Right. Um. But yeah, I've been doing it in New York for like um I want to say like. I mean, since the, you know, since I was doing it a couple months before the pandemic started yeah. and then picked back up again when things opened up again. But I'm actually coming to Mass to do it. Um, uh, Laugh Boston on, uh, I think, January 26th. Oh, so sweet. Then, uh, Nick's Bar in Worcester on January 27th. So I'm coming to Boston. Oh, to damn. We'll have to go check that out. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's do yeah, it. probably the Worcester show. That's probably you know, the, yeah. Whatever. Damn, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want to hear it because it's like, I think it's most it's it's, it's it's comedy like remember um God um who's the guy who was on Saturday Night Live he did the weekend update not Noah McDonald but the um oh, he does a one man show around New York oh, Daryl Hammond no not Daryl Hammond after uh, after fucking he's uh, oh, uh he, oh he was in all the all all fucking um uh, Adam Sandler movies and stuff. I'm looking at him. I can't even think of it. But he does like a one-man show, and it's basically what he does. He goes through like and tells stories, and he just like tells stories about his life and history and stuff. But it's a comedy. It's like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he peppers it up in a way he needs to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Because I, I really wanted to do it as like a – because I just – I never really talked about it ever on stage, and then I wanted to. And um, and then as I was doing it stand-up, it was just too complicated for people to accept as right. just like a stand-up chunk. So I was like, oh, I think this needs to be like a whole show. But I had never done that before. I'm, you know, I'm just a stand up. So like the idea of being like sincere and somber on stage mm -hmm. is something I've never wanted to do. But unfortunately, the tone of the show just calls for those moments. So it kind of has to be done like that. But the moments that aren't like that, I, I definitely try to make as funny as possible. Um, are you talking about Dennis Miller? No, not Dennis Miller. Oh, God. No. Seth Myers? Nope. Before it's like the nine. He's ninety Saturday Live. He pretty Not much Bill just Hader. just did Weekend Update. I can't think of his name. Kevin Nealon? No. God. God. I'm, I, I have the whole. Idea. He sings a song going back to Brooklyn. Colin like, Quinn. Colin Quinn. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. His one man he's show. Like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's incredible. At it. So you coming up to Boston? So how long have you been doing comedy for? About twelve years. Okay. How'd you get into it? Just kind of. One night, just went up to an open mic and said you wanted to do it and just did it. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, no, no, no. It was more like drawn out than that for me. Like I always was obsessed with comedy as a kid, and I yeah. loved it so much. And but I was, I was super shy, so I never thought I could be the one that was up there. So I would write a lot, but 
I never had any intention of kind of doing anything right. with material. Yeah. And then when I moved to New York, I started doing improv and um I, I really loved it and it was fun, mm -hmm. but I liked writing jokes so much and um also an improv like if I failed, the whole team would fail. Right. And that was like that was a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Was, like if you bomb, it's just you bombing. So like I don't mind taking complete ownership of that. So I just started going to mics and then um it just kind of started working out and then you know, just kind of momentum built, and then eventually I was a working comic. That's basically how I started, too. I, I always wanted to do it, and I waited 10 years, wasted 10 years of my life watching my buddy do it. And then I yeah. did improv classes at Improv Boston, yeah. and it got me my stage confidence. And then I just went to an open mic one night, and like you said, just started writing jokes and stuff like that. And that's how it kind of ended up all fabricating and just doing stand-up and stuff. So it's like, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, you, you, the, first, the first day, you go, the first time you do it, it's like the fucking... It's the weirdest thing because like you just you get this adrenaline rush, this build up to get on stage. And once you're up there, you you either feel comfortable or you don't. And then yeah. after you get off stage, it's like this fucking adrenaline rush. It's like you just did heroin. It's like I gotta keep on doing this, and you just want to hit every mic every day, every week. You know what I mean? You just don't give a fuck. You know? Yeah, it's such a different feeling. Like, cause I know like people always talk about like you know you get some of that feeling from you making your friends laugh in like a living room. Right. But there really is like no crazier feeling than like a wall of laughter coming back at you after you've said something that's like been you kind of like thought of already. Mm -hmm. Like there's so, there's so much satisfaction there um, that once yeah once you get that and especially if you're like drawn to it in the beginning. You're you're done for, man. You're right. Hooked. You're in. Yeah, it's something something special about making strangers laugh. That really kind of gets you. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Like when I was a kid, my goal was to make like my grandmother to laugh. You know what I mean? If I get her to laughing, it was a good move. And then like you know, if my parents, I get them laughing, and like you know, they're like they're the tough cookies. Like if you know, because usually yeah. when you try to make them laugh, you're being a smartass and you're pissing them off. Yeah. But if you can break that bridge, like my son, he's two years old. He'll do shit. Right. I know he's not trying to do it on purpose, but he'll make me laugh. And I'm like, I fucking, you know, I'm not supposed to laugh, but he's fucking hilarious right now. Like, he doesn't even Why know. Are you supposed to laugh? I mean, because, you know, maybe he's like, you know, playing with matches and, you know, trying to set the house on fire. But the way he's doing it's so funny. So it's like, you know, I can't encourage this because, you know, I'm not going to have a house. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, you know, right, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, he's like drunk driving and stuff. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's destructive, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of, I can find the humor in it because I'm doc like that. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> I think that's the biggest goal right there. But so getting close to the end. But uh, tell us where sure. can we find your shit and where can we go online, find all your information, get your tour dates and stuff like that. Oh yeah, follow me on Instagram at comedian Anthony DeVito. And then um, if you want, hit up my website anthonydevitocomedy.com. I put all my dates on there. And then uh, yeah, if you're in the Boston area, you're listening to this, you want to come uh, see me do my one man show. It'll be, I'll be at Laugh Boston Wednesday, January 26th, and uh, Nick's Bar in Worcester on January 27th. So I, I think I want, nice. maybe we'll go to Worcester. I want to do that the 27th, yeah. that Thursday. That'd be, uh, I think that'd be, I mean, we'll go out there for a little trip. It's only, yeah, we'll, from where you are, it's only about 40 minutes, so it's not too far, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sick, man. Yeah, just let me know. Yeah, man. Hey, Anthony, uh, before you go, I got to ask, if, if you were to walk into my video store right now, what movie would you rent? Like, right now, what would you be feeling? Oh, I, I would rent Under Siege, man. Fuck, some Seagal? <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> nice. Dude. All right, all right. Yeah, so I throw movie. every other video on the floor and walk out with Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Thanks. All right, everybody. Anthony DeVito, thanks for joining us, brother. Have all a good right, night. See you guys. Happy holidays. You too. Hey, Artie, have you heard about that new movie, uh, Constipation? No. Why? Is that what you have right now? 
Well, no, it hasn't come out yet. It's oh, a good one. <laughs> I know that. No joke. I did last night at the bar. I go to this uh, server. She's like this new young girl, and I go, "Hey, I go. What do you like better, apple juice or OJ?" And she goes, "I like apple juice." And I go, "You know what? A lot of people like apple juice." I go, "You know why?" And she's like, "Why?" I go, "Because apple juice doesn't murder her what murder their wife." <laughs> but she was so young, she she, did, uh, she didn't get the joke. Like she's like. That, uh, 19, 20 years old, and yeah. she's like, I don't get it. And I go, oh, that's like an old, old man life. joke right there. Because yeah. like, if I said that joke to like a, someone our age, they would, like, they would think it was funny. It's like, yeah, look at that. It's, it's, it's an OJ joke. Who's making OJ jokes 30 years later? But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He was a, I was, he's a funny kid. Anthony, I don't call him a kid, but he's like probably our yeah, age. But yeah, good guy. I was totally joking around with the whole mafia thing i you know i'm doing the stereotypical new jersey thing but damn yeah. that's some fucking crazy shit i know yeah i didn't see that going that way no that's <laughs> fairly interesting I, I we definitely should go out and check out that show because i think it'd be really really interesting yeah we should yeah what well, you want to go to the whistle one isn't he doing one in boston he said he uh boston. yeah but it requires passports and shit oh, to fuck. get yeah, yeah you're, uh, i don't want to deal with that bullshit you know what i mean yeah you're right we'll still be fun go out there but we can get danger powers to come off us yeah. Be a night out Thursday night. Thirsty Thursdays in Worcester. All the girls mm-hmm. from a, all the girls from Asylum College will be out there ready to party. Worcester Polytech. <laughs> oh. You know, the good old stuff. Well, this is our last episode before the Christmas. Before the Christmas. Uh before the Jesus' birthday. For those who celebrate the uh the birth of Jesus. Even the Jewish people, they they believe in Jesus. They just don't think he's their God, but they do believe he exists. We have one episode before the new year, though. We do. We have one more episode left in uh, this fine year of the uh, Lewood 2021. Slightly better than 2020. Slightly. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's like it's like you almost you're almost there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like the first 2020 was like the first time you trying to have sex with a girl and just you couldn't close the deal, and it was just a lot of disappointment, a lot of hand jobs. And like 2021, you you're close. You're finally figuring it out, but you're not quite. They, you're almost like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl in the early '90s, right? You just you're just getting so close. You just you almost win a game, and then a field goal goes fucking off the side of the fucking pole, and you know. I, I can't even give it that much. I feel like 2020 was like I saw like the blurry Spice Channel on the box, <laughs> and I didn't get it. It's like it was scrambling, but I could see some stuff. And then 2021 was oh, I saw a boob. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that's, that's actually yeah, it makes both sense. So what do you think twenty twenty two is gonna bring us? Joy? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll buy the spice channel, but I hope twenty twenty I, I gotta tell you, twenty twenty two is not gonna have any joy in the city of Boston. So it's gonna be no, a pain in the ass for everyone. It's just not gonna it's unnecessary and it's not gonna work out. That's that's my opinion. Take it as you as you need it, but I just think it's a lot of stuff's unnecessary at this point. But uh I don't watch out for the Omicron. They might get you. And hopefully Adam doesn't have the Omicron. We'll find out tomorrow. Otherwise, he's isolated in his fucking blockbuster video for a week. I am. <laughs> or he could be like our boss and just go out to the stores and <laughs> fucking neglect the whole quarantine thing. Because why would you even bother at that point? You might as well be a super spreader event. Might as well. Let chicken pox just have a party. I like all the fact that you would just want to make sure you're clear just so you can have that stuffing. 
fuck yeah. I want my grandma's <laughs> stuff, man. I want to sit down and have dinner with my family. I hear you. I feel you, man. You don't want to be I like a... I sit here all by my... That's pretty depressing. I can sit myself at five, but knowing yeah. that my mom and my, uh, and my uncle are just like sitting like... Where's Adam? Uh, uh, he's like, you can wave to him from the window. You could be like Eric who eats macaroni and cheese by himself on Christmas Day, which I think is the most saddest thing I've ever... I've invited him over several times. He's like, no, I just want to sit in my apartment and watch. He watches um, Die Hard and eats macaroni and cheese on Christmas Day. Well, now he's got somebody to do that with. It's a good thing. I guess so. Maybe she leaves him and just like, peace out, Cubs go. <laughs> if he's allowed to leave. <laughs> just kidding. All right, Mr. Hallett, uh, what are you plugging? You always check out the World with Potato on YouTube. It's there. Always working on shit. You can get it baked, mashed, super baked. What's that? What do they call that when they put the extra cheese and the sour cream on it? Like, to the max. Like, uh, this is loaded. Yeah, loaded. That's what it is. Yeah, loaded. You can get the loaded potato. Oh, it's going to be a baked potato tomorrow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. A wink, wink. <laughs> Constipated. She doesn't come out yet. And you get me on uh, wizaddy.com. Addy with a Y. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for the last show, 2021. Tillu, motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. Bye. Recording.